Today's quote is, He who does not understand your silence will probably not understand your words. Albert Hubert This is episode 50, where we will be talking about verbal communication. Once you open your mind, there's no turning back. The path to building superior intelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe. You are on the verge of having the life most people can't even imagine. Welcome to the Joel Said Podcast. In this podcast, we decode life and hack success with the help of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, and cutting-edge research that you can apply to your daily life. Welcome back, everyone, to the Joel Sid Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you to each and every one of our listeners. Today is our 50th episode, and I am super excited about that. It's been a really fun journey for the last few months, and it's going to continue. We've learned so much so far, and I hope you guys take something away from today's episode, which is on verbal communication. It's part three in our communication series, and we are going to be covering a few different topics that tie into verbal communication, such as opening communication, effective listening, questioning, reflecting and clarifying, and closing communication. When we hear verbal communication, we usually think of the words that we actually speak. And that's usually what verbal communication is all about, considering nonverbal is everything but the actual words that come out of our mouth. So because of that, we're going to be going over all of these other topics as well, which tie in. So let's get started. Human language can be defined as a system of symbols, sometimes known as lexemes and the grammars or rules by which the symbols are manipulated. English and most other languages use patterns of sound or gesture for symbols which enable communication with others around them. So, sound is essentially the sound of our voice that comes out to project the words that we're trying to say, and the gestures can be, you know, some nonverbal communication, us talking with our hands or our eyes or anything like that. Our voice can reveal as much about our personal history as our appearance can. The sound of a voice and the content of speech can provide clues to an individual's emotional state. Just think of a time that you heard someone yelling. You would automatically assume that that person was mad because of the emotional state that they're in because of the sound of their voice. Or you're talking to somebody and their voice breaks. That might indicate that they're upset about something or sad and that they're on the verge of tears. So really, our voice can reveal a lot about what we're trying to say. So the first category we're going to get into with verbal communication is opening communication. In many interpersonal encounters, the first few minutes are extremely important as first impressions have a significant impact on the success of further communication. Um, first impressions are very important, and I'm sure many of us have heard that. Everyone has expectations and norms as to how initial meetings should proceed, and people tend to behave according to these expectations. If these expectations are mismatched, communication will not be effective or run smoothly, and some form of negotiation will be needed if relations are to continue. 
So just think, you're at work and you're meeting your boss for the first time. You just started a new job. If the way you communicate isn't the same way that your manager is expecting you to communicate, there might be a conflict there. And you're going to need to kind of negotiate the way that you deal with one another to really form a proper relationship. At a first meeting, formalities and appropriate greetings are usually expected. These formalities could include things as a handshake, an introduction of yourself, making eye contact with the other person, and discussions around a neutral subject such as the weather or your journey may be useful. A friendly disposition and a smiling face are much more likely to encourage communication than a blank face, inattention, or disinterested reception. You know, put yourself in the other position. If you're meeting somebody for the first time and they're really not showing any interest, you can see that, you know, their gaze is somewhere else. They're not really paying attention. Um, they just, you can tell that they don't want to be there. What do you think about that person? The second one is reinforcement. The use of encouraging words alongside nonverbal gestures, such as head nods, a warm facial expression, and maintaining eye contact are more likely to reinforce openness in others. The use of encouragement and positive reinforcement can encourage others to participate in discussion, particularly in group work. It can signify interest in what other people have to say. It paves the way for development and or the maintenance of a relationship. It allays fears and gives reassurances, shows warmth and openness and reduces shyness or nervousness in ourselves and in others. The third one is one that I'm especially really interested in, which is effective listening. Active listening is an important skill, and yet, as communicators, people tend to spend far more energy considering what they are going to say rather than listening to what other person is trying to say. I know I've encountered this many times, and then I came across a quote that put this in perspective for me. You need to listen to actually understand what somebody is trying to say. You shouldn't be automatically just thinking of what your answer is going to be or what your rebuttal is going to be. Because active listening is truly understanding and listening to what the other person is telling you before you form that answer. Because if you don't, you can form judgments or wrong opinions, which really ends up counteracting your effective communication skills. Although active listening is a skill in itself covered in depth on our listening page, it is also vital for effective verbal communication. The following points are essential for effective and active listening. Arrange a comfortable environment conducive to the purpose of the communication. For example, a warm and light room with minimal background noise. Be prepared to listen. Mentally tell yourself, I'm going to listen to this person and not come up with an answer right away. Keep an open mind and concentrate on the main direction of the speaker's message. Don't just make your own judgment right off the bat without listening to the person. Avoid distractions if possible. Delay judgment until you've heard everything. Be objective. Do not try to think of your next question while the other person is giving information because you might actually lose some key points that they're trying to say. And do not dwell on one or two points at the expense of others. They might have said one thing and now you're just thinking on that one thing and that's it. And you've now stopped listening to everything else they're saying. Well, they might have given an explanation for what they just said and you missed it because you were dwelling on that point. 
and the speaker should not be stereotyped. Try not to let prejudices associated with, for example, gender, ethnicity, social class, appearance, or dress interfere with what is being said. I truly believe if all of us actually put in an effort to be active listeners, we could avoid a lot more fights and arguments, judgment calls, all that kind of stuff, because we would truly understand what the other person is trying to communicate to us. The next point is questioning. Effective questioning is an essential skill. Questioning can be used to obtain information, start a conversation, test your understanding, and show interest in a person. So there are a couple of different types of questionings. There's closed questioning and open questioning. So closed questions tend to seek only a one or two word answer. Often it's a simple yes or no question. And in doing so, it limits the scope of the response. An example of a closed question is, did you travel by car today? Or uh, did you see the football game yesterday? These types of questions mean control of the communication is maintained by the questioner. Yet this is often not the desired outcome when trying to encourage verbal communication. Because really, you're just stopping the communication once the person answers yes or no. Nevertheless, closed questions can be useful for focusing discussion and obtaining clear, concise answers when needed. So really think about when you're asking somebody a question, whether you want it to be a closed question or if you can reword it into an open question. An open question broadens the scope for response since they demand further discussion and elaboration. For example, going back to our closed question, did you travel by car today? Could be reworded into, what mode of transportation did you use today? It could be something as, what was the traffic like this morning? Open communication will take longer to answer, but they do give the other person far more scope for self-expression and encourage involvement in the conversation. Reflecting and clarifying. Reflecting is a process of feeding back to another person your understanding of what has been said. Although reflecting is a specialized skill used within counseling, it can also be applied to a wide range of communication contexts and is a useful skill to learn. Reflecting often involves paraphrasing the message communicated to you by the speaker in your own words. This captures the essence of the facts and feelings expressed by the person who communicated it and communicating your understanding back to the speaker. It shows them that you are truly listening. It's also a useful skill because you can check that you've understood the message clearly, the speaker gets feedback as to how the message is received, and it shows interest in and respect for what the other person has to say. You are demonstrating that you are considering the other person's viewpoint. Now, let's get into summarizing. This is our last point within our verbal communication series. A summary is an overview of the main points or issues raised. Summarizing can also serve the same purpose as reflecting. However, summarizing allows both parties to review and agree that the communication exchanged between them up to that point in time. When used effectively, summaries may also serve as a guide to the next steps forward. So closing communication. The way communication is closed or ended will at least in part determine the way a conversation is remembered. A range of subtle or sometimes not so subtle signals are used to end an interaction. For example, some people may avoid eye contact, stand up, turn their body away, or use behaviors such as looking at a watch or closing notepads or books. 
Have you ever been in a meeting where you know the meeting is closed when the first person closes their notebook because then everyone else closes their notebook and gets up to leave? I always find that really funny when I'm sitting in meetings. All of these nonverbal actions indicate to the other person that the initiator wishes to end the communication. Closing an interaction too abruptly may not allow the other person to round off what he or she is saying. So you should ensure that there is time for winding up. The closure of an interaction is a good time to make any future arrangements. This could be, hey, we need a follow-up meeting to go over what we discussed in this to make sure that everyone followed through on what they were supposed to do. That's a good way of creating a future arrangement in a work setting. Last but not least, this time will no doubt be accompanied by a number of socially acceptable parting gestures. This could be such as a handshake goodbye, something as simple as that. Now for our how-to, an effective communication process. Use standard terminology when communicating information. You don't want to go above someone's head so that they don't understand what you're saying. Request and provide clarification when needed. Don't make your own judgments. Always ask for clarification so you truly understand what the person was communicating. Ensure statements are direct and unambiguous. Inform the appropriate individuals when the mission or plans change. Communicate all information needed by those individuals or teams external to the team. Use nonverbal communication appropriately. And you can check out our last episode for more tips on nonverbal communication. And use proper order and structure when communicating information. You want to go in a logical process because otherwise you might lose the listener because it's not totally making sense to them. So that kind of wraps it up for our communication series. So our first episode, we kind of went over just an introduction to communication. Our last episode was on nonverbal communication and today's was on verbal. Really, the big things here are making sure that you are actively listening and not creating judgments. You're reinforcing your idea and that you are questioning and using the correct types of questions by either closed questioning or open questioning. So closed questionings would be yes or no. And open questioning actually leads to a lot more dialogue as well as reflecting and clarifying, showing that you understood in your own words back to the speaker what they were trying to say and summarizing. So everybody understands what was communicated in the meeting or the conversation, whatever form of communication you might have had, so that everybody's on the same page. I hope you guys take something away from this. If you have any questions or want to get a hold of us, please feel free to email at us at joelsid, J-O-L-S-I-D, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Dr. Hoshan. Quote, I have been listening to this podcast for the past month and it has changed the way I work and my productivity level. The information is so easy to implement and understand. This is a very unique podcast. Love the content. Thank you so much. We're so thankful that our podcast has helped you become more productive.